Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Okay, welcome back everybody to the Anonymous Podcast. Uh, we're the Guiding Principles Study, episode 63. We'll be starting tonight on page 127 on the second paragraph. Before we get started with that, I'd like to do some introductions. Tootie, want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Tootie from uh, the Southern California region of uh, Narcotics Anonymous. I'm from the smallest area here in um, uh, San Diego. It's called the Southeast Bar area. My clean date is uh, July 1st, 2002. Awesome. Good to see you again, Tootie. What's going on, Duran? Hey, family, my name is Duran and I'm an addict. My clean date is March 13th, 2020. Uh, I go, I attend meetings in the uh, Ashabula area of um, Narcotics Anonymous in Ashabula, Ohio. With that, a pass. Good to see you, Duran. Hi, Miss Donna. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. My name is Donna. I'm an addict. My clean date is 11 1985. I live here in Eugene, Oregon. And my home group is the Solutions for Living Meeting, 6 p.m. Sundays. Come see us here in Eugene, Oregon. Awesome. Thanks, Donna. How you doing, Des? Hi, everybody. I'm an addict named Des. Um, my clean date is July 24th, 1995. I generally hail from the Wisconsin region. <laughs> my home group is the We Choose to Live. Uh, Wednesday, fully virtual meeting, Wednesdays at noon um, in the Inland Lakes Unity area of Wisconsin. Very good. Thanks, Des. What's going on, Eric? Hey, I'm an addict. My name's Eric. My uh, clean date of September 16th, 2019. And uh, my home group is Friday Night Clean in Bradenton, Florida, which is in the Sun Coast area. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. What you got, Phil? Uh, Phil, uh, my clean date is 4-1995. My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Thanks, Phil. How you doing, Chrissy? Hey, family. I'm an addict called Chrissy T. My clean date is 11-7-2015. I attend meetings in the Southwest Georgia area. Come visit us. Awesome. Thanks, Chrissy. Um, and my name's Will. I'm an addict. My clean date's February 27th of 2013. My home groups are the Clean and Free Group in Ashtabula, Ohio, and Monday Night Miracles in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Um, welcome, everybody, to the episode. We're getting started tonight on page 127, the second paragraph. Phil's going to get us kicked off. Phil, could you read the tradition for us and then start with that paragraph? Yes. Uh, tra tradition 7. Every NA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. No matter what happens, 
We want every addict to feel safe in NA. We trust our trusted servants and we honor that trust by providing them with the tools and safeguard they need to be successful, including mentoring and support, um, service manuals and local guidelines. We protect our trusted servants when we prevent large sums of money be, uh, from being the responsibility of any one person. Uh, participating in the fund flow rather than hoarding and holding large sums in the group treasury allows us to participate in the life of the fellowship. This practice also reduces the risk of temptation that can come with large sums on hand. The treasurer's handbook can help the group keep good records and avoid unnecessary confusion. Um, uh, paying for meeting space is one way we demonstrate self-support. When facilities will not accept money, we find other ways to give back. We may ask the facility what we can do to carry our weight. We may help with cleaning or maintenance or donate literature. However, we give back, it's important that we can do so consistently and with a grateful heart. Every interaction with the facility is public relations. Uh, we set the tone for how we are seen in our community. In one town, the first in a meeting uh, were known for loudness and bad behavior. Uh, it soon became difficult for new groups to find anywhere to meet. Taking responsibilities for the group relationships with the community around, it is both an expression of self-support for our own group and a reflection of it as a whole. When a group is able to meet its own needs, contribute to service beyond its doors and plan responsibility, it shows in the atmosphere of the meeting. Good financial practices generate goodwill even when need is great. When our actions are honest, open, transparent, and simple, they are trustworthy. Our commitment to self-support ensures that our groups walk and talk and stand or fall on the power of the NA message. Honesty, uh, simple and true. Wow, uh, that was a lot. Um, there was um, so many reminders of um, things in uh, in that when I was uh, when I was reading that and um, uh, one of the things that came um, to my my mind was uh, our reputation and NA does have a uh, reputation and uh, uh, when we don't think people are watching us um, uh, they are you know in our community and and uh, j just watching us um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm one for uh, pulling our own weight and I'm one for transparency uh, um, um, in, in, okay, this talk about for the groups, but in, in, in all of our groups and any, any group of anything I belong to in, in the fellowship, uh, um, I'm just a stickler on transparency.
and um, uh, money and thing, things like that. If I'm, I'm part of something, uh, uh, I'm one of the members uh, that, that want the um, uh, books to be to be shown to to the groups and that you know the treasures book and that you know how much money do we got and what's going here and what's going there and what are we paying you know uh, and uh, I I've been a stickler on that uh, 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 I'll just share this and shut up but one of the things that was talking about even if the um, uh, facilities and that don't want money and uh, a lot of things in the community where our our meetings and that meet. Uh, they they're just gracious with things and and they're not going to accept anything they that's just how they are they they want they want us there and that might be because of the reputation and, and just the need of of addicts getting a recovery but uh i wanted one of the service things um i i, I belong to was, was in one of the uh hospital uh facilities and they would not take any money it was just that room was set up for the community and they just wanted that the community and that was our time space so they didn't want any money but what the uh area came up with uh there was a um woman's recovery um house that was um uh somehow or another um affiliated with it and a lot of the members and things came there so there was a um donation that did go there uh for paying uh our way you know it wasn't um it was indirect or like whatever, but that was one of the ways they uh, decided of um, uh, the pay something for the space that um, that we were in. And that's all I have. Awesome, thanks, Phil. Yeah, um, there was a couple of things that touched on. Uh, we're at, for our service members, it says, uh, putting in tools and safeguards that need to be successful, including mentoring, support service manuals, and local guidelines. Um, I think that's really important. I, I'm, I'm taking on a couple of service positions below or above or however you want to look at it, where I'm used to being. And luckily, I have somebody right now that's walking me through all that. And it's it's, uh, it's making it a lot easier than when I've just been plopped into things and kind of figuring it out. Um, so I do appreciate that. It also... We may ask the facility what we can do to carry our own weight. We may help with cleaning or maintenance or donate literature. Um, I had never really thought about that. And as we were reading it, it crossed my mind. Like the only time I could think about donating literature to a facility is when I was doing H&I work. I never really thought about it. We don't usually pay rent to do H&I. So I've never really tied in, you know, the literature that we were bringing in and things like that as a, a form of self-support. And I don't know if I'm reading that right or if that, that hit right, but that's kind of neat. Cause yeah, I've never, I've never paid rent for a, an H and I group. It's always just been participation and and bringing literature in. So to to tie that into self support was kind of neat for me. That's all I have for now. What you got, Des? Hi everybody. Will, that's awesome. I guess I never thought of that either. Self support with H uh, and I meetings. That's cool. I was just gonna say, um, all this reading was really good and. Um, my personal story is that I grew up in a house where every, uh, every like my mom was a single mom, right? So us kids started working early and she was poor. So every cent we made went into the family, like every single dime that we took in. We had this little wooden lady thing and all our money had to go in there when we came through the door, wherever the money came from. And when I came to NA, um, 
and people talked about not only where the money came from, but how much money there was, and they were transparent about it. It was like a new day for me, you know, like letting people know this is our money, this is what we do with it, you know, the, and that's where I learned how to do that. I didn't learn that. Um, I didn't learn money matters from my life, from my my house of origin. I learned it in Narcotics Anonymous, and, and I love that it says, um, when our actions are honest, open, transparent, and simple, they're trustworthy. And and that's where I learned how to be trustworthy with money. Because before that, I didn't have a clue. I mean, you know, and um, I really didn't have any good starts on financial matters. And today I feel like I'm pretty financially responsible and um, and that my finances are pretty open and transparent within my my family today. Like Like people in my family know what the finances are because NA taught me to talk about what the finances are, right? If that makes sense. And then the other thing is, um, I'm just so grateful for that. And and as far as the literature, giving literature when we, we were not asked to pay rent, there's a facility um, that was is a hospital and they have a meeting in, in a former area of mine and they would never take rent, but we would always give them literature. And um, the literature went into the mental health uh part of the hospital so anybody who was in there in in the hospital on a 72-hour hold or any sort of hold um would be able to take some narcotics anonymous literature home with them and i think that's so important because um we don't only find addicts in prisons and treatment facilities sometimes we find them in mental health facilities too and i can think of many addicts who came through that facility that are now clean today that got their first piece of literature from that library that was provided for from um, the meeting that we provided the rent by giving literature. So it all it all happens full circle and I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful it's in writing to tell other people that's what we do. That's it. Thanks, Des. What you got, Duran? Hey, I was just thinking about this this first portion, you know, no matter what happens, we want every addict to feel safe in NA. Like and and then it goes into talking about uh, we honor that that trusted servant by providing them the tools and safeguards they need to be successful, including mentoring and support, service manuals and local guidelines. <laughs> so I remember like getting into service and I got this certain buddy of mine, man, and he would just be <laughs> be showing me stuff like here, here, this is how we do this. This is how we do that. This is how we do this. You know, and and um, I was talking to another addict on um, Saturday and I was telling her that. Um, you know, she was asking to chair a meeting and she was like, I'm really nervous. And I'm like, we're going to be here. I'm going to be sitting right here. I'm not going to let you die, die alone. Like, you're not going to be alone. We're going to be sitting right up there with you. We're going to help you through whatever you need. You know, if we see you, see you not being able to do something, we're going to help you. Like you don't, you're not alone in this process. Like this is a learning curve that we all had to go through and we have the support of the fellowship behind us. That's, that's all. It was just like getting involved in service, just it go it take it that that's the awesome part of narcotics anonymous that's like the unity you know and that's that's what i got out of that like just the unity the op the transparentness and and the openness and the responsibilities that it teaches us in our everyday lives with that i pass thanks duran tootie did you have your hand up no but something came to mind as soon as you called on me <laughs> Um, I'm not an and uh, 
you know, I was just, you know, processing everybody's share and tying in, you know, to what we just read. And um, I'm just real grateful, man, for our predecessors, man, that that really hard fought hard for our traditions, right? Because um, I just started, you know, thinking back, you know, I used to talk to uh, this one addict and stuff, man, uh, uh, down here. And uh, he was very, very good into talking about the history of Narcotics Anonymous. And he kept feeding me because I kept asking questions and stuff, man. And, you know, um, some of this might have relevance and stuff and some, some might might not, but I'm going to try to tie it in. So uh, he was explaining to me that early in the beginning of Narcotics Anonymous, um, there was a lot of rabbit meetings. Uh, because a lot of, you know, ex-felons and stuff, they, they they just couldn't meet together. So there was rabbit meetings and stuff, man, all over, right? And, um, you you know, we're talking about facilities and stuff, and that's where the tying in comes in. And, um, you know, there was a lot of facilities and stuff, man, that just, you know, wanted to see some of their community get some help. You know what I mean? Wherever that rabbit meeting was at at that time, right? Um, and so... I think it's extremely crucial and it's extremely important. Like Phil said a moment ago, the transparency and stuff is 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 huge. You know, uh, X amount of dollars uh, went to these books. Uh, X amount of dollars went to this, you know, so on and so forth, right? Because at the end of the day, um, what, what, what I do, what we do and stuff rather, uh, for multiple groups that 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 I attend, we have a group inventory. Like um, sometimes it's monthly, sometimes it's quarterly, right? Depending on the season, because you know here in San Diego and stuff, oh, little rain comes and nobody wants to come out and play. Um, so we do these group inventories and stuff, and we talk about who's missing, why are they not here, uh, newcomers, uh, what can we do to uh put the meeting out there uh create flyers uh you know do some outreach you know so on and so forth um so yeah i i just i i just thought that was extremely profound and you know um um our commitment is this is the last sentence um of the read right our commitment to self support ensures that our groups walk our talk and stand or fail on the power of the na message Honest, simple, and true. Thank you. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Tootie. Does anybody else have anything on those paragraphs? If not, Duran will be kicking us off on page 130 uh, in service. <clears throat> service bodies, like our groups, decline contributions from outside NA. Our service bodies, however, are not autonomous and do not support themselves. Members and groups provide the direction and support necessary for our service services to continue. And our service bodies operate within the means provided. Most of the time, and most of the fellowship, our services operate on tight budgets. Strong faith and hard work created our fellowship and the same spirit, selflessness, resourcefulness, and joy in service sustains us today. When, when we are excited about carrying the NA message through service, we can see how much there is to be done. Our enthusiasm brings NA to life, but it can also run away with us. When we commit to one to more than we can handle, 
we start feeling that old depression creeping, creeping in, desperation creeping in. It takes time to build services that we can sustain and that will sustain us. It's our responsibility to keep an eye on whether our efforts and service are building up or burning out. The, the investment of time and energy that is called for in building solid, reliable services pays off in solid, reliable NA communities. Woo, all right. <laughs> so I think about like the, the strong faith and hard work created our fellowship. And that's like something that, you know, I carry into anything that I do today is like, I have faith and I do my job. And um, <laughs> it's funny that it like talks about, um, you know, uh, our service commitments could run away with us because um, I was like at that point for a little bit there, man, taking on too many responsibilities within Narcotics Anonymous. And I was starting to feel burnt out. And thank God that I have the people in my life today that I have because they were able to, you know, kind of pull me by the coattail and be like hey you know we you, you should slow down a little bit maybe you know you're doing a little bit too much it's nice that you want to do everything and so are so enthusiastic about doing stuff for narcotics anonymous but um there can be a point where too much is too much and um I, it, it's, it's a blessing to have people like that in our lives and um you know i've always been excited to carry the na message in in any aspect of my life i don't care where i'm at like, like I, I talk about it and I do it and I bring it. Um, um, I like here the investment of time and energy that is called for in building solid, reliable services pays off in solid, reliable NA communities. And um, that just reminds me of like, you know, the, the area that I live in, you know, the things that are starting to come together now and the things that and, and, and people from other areas starting to come out and and fellowship with us you know is really big you know we're we're starting to be a part of the greater group instead of being so closed off from everything and everybody with that i pass thanks john awesome point anybody else have anything on those first two paragraphs hey phil You muted, Phil? Yeah, you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Um, wow, that 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 was good. Um, um, a, cu a couple things caught me, but uh, but one of the things uh that caught me in there when it says uh, uh strong faith and hard work create our fellowship and the same spirit of selflessness resourcefulness and joy and service sustain us uh, uh, today. Um, um, I know it's very important for me to be still, still have enthusiasm about um, um, my recovery and, and especially um, in, in, in service too, because um, um, service um, um, is definitely like saving and I and I I always say this and, and with the sponsorship family it wasn't for for a service to be a whole lot of uh, dead people uh in 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 this world and I have bought uh totally bought uh, into that and um and it 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 takes time to build service that we can sustain and that will sustain us and um um I'm older now in life and older now in life uh 
in 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 service and i i do things uh differently now than i i did in service when i was younger and um um i learned uh having a uh, bunch of of commitments and um uh trying to pick up slack and help here and help there uh uh i know the humanness of me i get overwhelmed and um uh today and being older in life uh I don't want to be overwhelmed uh, uh, with service and I just do what I, I need to do, but it's still time and energy. And that's all I have. Thank you, Bill. And what you got, Chrissy? Hey y'all, uh, I really like this part because like uh, service is where it's at for me, um, for a lot of us, you know, and when I, when I first got here, you know, my first sponsor, like she, she, at the time she drugged me to service. She drugged me to area. She drugged me to all of this. And she gave me the policy. And she, she said, if you want to know what's going on, you find it in the policy. And if you think something's right, not right, you find it in the policy. She was like, you just don't go off on a whim and say things ain't, ain't the way they're supposed to, or this, that, and the other, you find it in that policy. Right. And, um, so from my very beginnings, like I was in that service and that's, and it talked about like uh, the strong faith and the selflessness, the resourcefulness and the joy, it sustains me today because like those things that I learned in the beginning, yes, I took on every service commitment because I needed to be seen. I wanted to be seen. I wanted you to know who I was and I had to do some work on myself to really re recognize why I needed to do service. What was my motives? Then they were some messed up motives. Today it's different, right? But um one of my most beautiful moments was when I was being able to become activities chair, right? Uh, because that was my first interaction in Narcotics Anonymous after the meetings was I would, went to an activity and it was a Thanksgiving day or a, a marathon. And um, that was my first interaction outside of the meetings. And uh, so activities really done it for me. And I got to be the first chair or a chair. And I was the first female chair they had had in a long time. And I was the youngest chair they'd had in a long time. And it came with a lot of challenges. It came with a lot of challenges. Like, uh, you know, we had a group of new young people. We loved, we love our predecessors, but in my, this particular situation, like they didn't want us to change anything. They wanted everything, the same events, the same way we did it, everything. But we was able to work with the area and work with, with everybody to come to a common ground. And that's why I think that seven solidifies two, the second tradition, because there was that, that ultimate authority to make it come through. So like instead of going out and buying sodas all the time for these activities, we made a decision to, to buy coolers with the, the orange coolers that fill up with Kool-Aid and tea and all that, because it was more resourceful with the money when you're only working on $200 for each event, right? But those things taught me how to live life today when I'm not able to be like blowing dollars because I know today through service, because every penny has a home. And that's what I learned through service. Every penny has a home. I gotta know where those pennies are going because those pennies make dollars. And, um, I wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for service and that transparency it talked about. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have to learn how to be transparent with other people, you know? So, um, and I'm really grateful for that. And then it talked about like, uh, whether we're burning out, man, I eventually burnt myself out. Right. I eventually, you know, I had a, 
a, a, a position or what a service commitment on every single level you could think of except for world and zonal and I was doing all this and then I started complaining about it and they was like you put yourself in that situation what you going to do about it they was like you got to honor your commitments and so I ended up honoring my commitments but then I had to take a step back and like look at that like Today, I'm glad that I know that service is going to a meeting. It's making a cup of coffee. It's being there for the newcomer. It's just not being an activities chair today. There's so much in service, and I'm grateful that I've learned these things along the way, and that's all I got. Thank you, Chrissy. What do you got, Judy? You're muted. I'm an addict, Tootie. And uh, wow, man, this is so intense, man. Like, uh, oh, I forgot what one of you guys uh, shared it just a moment ago and stuff with the enthusiasm and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, diving into service, you know, I um, I was like 18 months clean and stuff, man. And, 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 uh, and I was guided to, you know, or voluntold, not, not guided. I was voluntold to be a GSR, right? And I didn't know exactly what I was getting into, but I was so gung-ho about being a participant to such an amazing program that gave me a life back, right? Um, and I wanted to just get into anything, right? So I really didn't know what I was getting into, but I was there. And as soon as they broke it down, you know what I mean? The local guys of service, the the you know the uh, uh, outlines and stuff uh, for the for the area. I mean, just everything just like was right up my alley, right? And so I stayed in service, man. And um, <clears throat> and actually, I, I I accumulated some time, man. Uh, um, I was the area merchandise chair. Um, I even um, was. Uh, the chair for the area and stuff, man. And and I just got to thinking right now, like, wow, I remember for three years, man, I hid in service because I was on that six and seven step, right? Where it separates the boys to men. And, um, you know, you guys call these defects of character, right? In step six. And I was calling them my survival skills. So I hid in service because I did not want to... Uh, let go of this right i just i was cool where i was at and i'm gonna show everybody and stuff right i had like 16 commitments i was all up and down the state of california man i mean i think like five of them were imaginary and stuff man i made them up myself i was the unofficial door greeter here at this meeting the literature person at that meeting you know anyways long story short man you know like like i began to realize and stuff man that having such commitments and watching uh some groups like really have um a hard time right and so i got involved with our local meetings and stuff man and i started helping out man and uh, uh we started doing some fundraisers and stuff man and um i i know in the uh it works on why um i underlined a couple of sentences and it reads uh, on tradition seven if fundraising activities are successful, bringing in more money than the group needs to meet its obligations, controversy over control of that money may well arise, distracting the group from its primary purpose. A group may also want to consider whether the atmosphere created by selling goods and services at its meetings might detract from the free 
open atmosphere so conducive to recovery. And so what that, you know, tells me after I read, you know, um, I, I, I have to remember, man, not, not to be so grandiose. You know what I mean? I have to be immediate and how it's going to affect the newcomer or those that are just, you know, like really like getting their bearings, you know what I mean? They're like a year clean and, you know, and, and they want to get involved in stuff. And so how, how do I groom that? How do I nurture that? How do I feed that? You know what I mean? And have them because they're going to be the ones, you know, um, hopefully and stuff, right? Wanting to be of service and stuff. And I have to make it attractive. You know, and so for me, you know, like, 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 um, like I said, you know, like, I was just so gun ho that I was forgetting the importance of the value and the worth of carrying the message, right? So for me, that's definitely what I got off of that. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Tootie. Yeah, I was trying to decide if I was going to comment or not. I'm debating on whether or not I'm airing my my Regis dirty laundry or not. Um, but this is, uh, and it's not bad. It's just it's a good situation. So we had a convention this year, right? And um, we weren't trying to raise more funds than we needed. We weren't um, trying to do anything, but it went, it went off crazy. Um, we, uh, we sold out of registrations by like Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And like, it was just moving and money came in. People were just, you know, I think cooped up for a long time with the pandemic and they were just dying to get out, you know? Um, and so now my region's sitting on, on, on a pretty good chunk of money and a lot of us are, are new in service there. And, you know, people are stopping by going, why are you guys hanging on to this much money? And we're going, well, we don't know, <laughs> you know, we, well, you know, um, we're, but we're being honest. It's open out there. We're talking about it. We're talking about what to do. And then another concern like right now is like, uh, we're not real active in H and I right now. We're not real active in a lot of things that are starting to pick back up that have been shut down for a long time. So we don't know what our budget should be for those things. And there's just, you know, it, it's it's just neat to see how much conversation um, and, and how how much people come together with some patience and some understanding. Um, first, like I said, I, I don't think any of us has been there since pre-pandemic in that service body is maybe one. Um, and it's just neat to have people step in and or people come back that were here and say, hey, guys, looks like you might need some help. Do you want some? It, it's been really neat to, like you said, sit down and count every penny see everything and go, what are we doing with this? You know, and um, just getting the support we need um, without accusations and finger pointing. Um, and I guess one of the neat things for one of the mistakes I've made is, uh, I, I, again, if I'm not right about this, someone let me know. Um, like uh, the groups formed these service bodies so they didn't have to do all this arguing in their groups and, and getting everything planned together because it takes away from our time to carry the message. Um, so I like to go get into... I don't want to call it an argument, a heated conversation at area and just come back to the group and complain about it and talk to everybody about it. So like, it's, it's, uh, I got to remind myself that's why that's there. So we can solve that there um, and not bring it back here again and, and do what we weren't trying to do to begin with. Um, you know, they, they trusted me to go to there for a reason. If it has to come back to groups, it has to come back to groups. But uh, I was just sharing with an addict last night. Like I had a, I had a weekend, man. I on purpose, because of my work schedule, do region and area service because it's only a once or once every month commitment. I can get off work for that. And they all seem to land on the same weekend. And this weekend I had like four meetings I had to be at. Um, and it just, man, I, it, I couldn't remember like which issue we were talking about, which one I'm like, Oh wait, was it? No, that's not here. I'm like, okay. And just, you know, getting through it all, but it's, it's, it's a blast, man. I, uh, 
as someone else pointed out earlier, I asked for this for sure. Like I, I definitely raised my hand and I'm still interested in going um, as far as I can and seeing things. I just like the way to see the way the wheels work inside things, you know? So it's, uh, it's an interest of mine, but it's uh, at moments can get intense. That's all I have. I think up next we have Des read the next two paragraphs. Yep. All right, here we go. Self-support means we support the services that support us by providing the necessary time, money, training, and compassion. Our informational pamphlets, Money Matters, and Funding NA Services each offer thoughts and guidance about adequately supporting our services. We give not just to take care of ourselves, but to make our message available to addicts near and far. The money we give is not just for our group or for NA locally. The funds passed on to other levels of NA of service help NA as a global fellowship to fulfill our vision for NA service. When we ask our service bodies to do something, we need to give them the resources to carry out our instructions, which means we will support them with our time, money, and enthusiasm. In addition to making sure we provide, in addition to making sure we provide adequate support, we need to think about sustainability each time we ask our service bodies to take on a new commitment. Will our community be willing to support this over time? We discuss whether the level of commitment required is realistic for us, as well as other obligations that already exist. Trust in the process and in our higher power helps us sort out what we want, what we need, and what we can afford. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I read this and I think, you know, um, I love that it says self-support and then it lists providing the necessary time, money, training, and compassion. And that it talks about compassion um, because we, prov we provide that together. And, and I'm on a trip right now. Um, I took a, a other side of the globe trip to go have some FaceTime with some members like physical FaceTime that I sponsor and um, and I've been over here in, in the Asian continent and and I have firsthand experienced things like sitting down with translation committees, you know, and I only speak English, but um, I've been in countries where there's literature and other languages and, and the people coming in are only speaking those other languages and I've sat in meetings with the other languages going on and um, I mean, I've experienced that before. I, I've been around a while and, and been able to do that, but but it's really um, it's really breathtaking and humbling and amazing when I think about you know so many times in service over the years, people have been like, why would we pass the money on? Why would we do this? And um, I, I could tell you firsthand, you know, I've seen why we do this and watching addicts who don't speak my language but speak the language of narcotics anonymous who are clean and um provided a new way of life is amazing and that's that's part of the you know funding funding forward stuff and i think about the compassion and i was sitting down i was in india and i was sitting with um i don't know five or six members of the translation committee and and i and i just said to them i said man thank you for your service i really appreciate you and they were like you you appreciate us you don't care what language we speak and i said no i do man i mean it's just and they couldn't believe that somebody who doesn't speak their language was grateful for
for the work that they did. And, um, and I really am grateful I wasn't blowing smoke. I mean, I don't do that today. I, I, I'm authentic with my words and what I say. And it was just really cool. I was sitting in, um, in a meeting and, and there's really no women in the meetings over here. I mean, there's, there's just limited women and it was these men and the men were coming in and, um, you know, they weren't speaking a language that I knew, but they all understood each other. And it was just really cool, you know, and they were really grateful that I was there. And um, I was in Nepal and there was like 200 and some members at this convention and only eight of us were women. And that wasn't unusual, you know, and I'm grateful that I could come here and maybe give give some encouragement just by being a woman with clean time that actually stuck around and stayed clean, you know, to show that women do stay clean. And maybe I don't speak any other language than than English, but um, I do speak the language of Narcotics Anonymous and I'm really grateful for um, for that, for that ability. And, and I also wanna say that um, it talks about the, so subject change or whatever, but it talks about service bodies talking about can we do this when we decide to do something and i think a lot of times in my experience people are so enthusiastic to take something on that they forget to talk about can we sustain this and that's really important and i need to remember that too because my enthusiasm is sometimes way bigger than my sustainability and um and and that's that's the truth i mean can i sustain this can i add this to my life um, and I think about the things that I do in my personal life, and it's a lot. Like, I do a lot of things in my life. I have a career, I have, you know, music, I have hobbies, I have, you know, beyond being a clean addict, I, I take on a lot of things. And I think the sustainability question is really important, and, and it's important for me to hear and read. And it's important to bring to our service bodies when we're talking about doing new projects. And, and I think for myself, the experiences were coming out of a pandemic in my region and we want to get back to normal as soon as possible. And I don't know that there is a normal. I, I think our world has changed and it's going to be changed. I mean, there's things that are going on that weren't going on before the pandemic that are sustainable, that are different. And, and, and continuing to say we have to go back to where we were, I think is a misstep. We, we need to go forward with what we have and, and, um, continue to sustain that. So I'm grateful to be here with you guys. I'm grateful that we're doing this um, podcast, something new that came out of a pandemic. I really believe that, you know, we're all in different parts of, well, I'm, I'm not in the States, but everybody else is in different parts of the United States and we're coming together and doing this and, and it's sustainable, I think. It's really cool. So I'm gonna, when I attend my future service events, I'm going to be talking about sustainability because I think it's something that we forget to talk about and our enthusiasm, my enthusiasm and others enthusiasm is sometimes bigger than the sustainability. So um, yeah, so thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much. Awesome. Really good points there, Des. Thank you. What you got, Donna? Hey, everybody. So um, in my area, we've been um, um, we have some really clear guidelines around uh, money handling, and we have had big sums of money in the past from conventions and events and stuff like that. So in my area, we just go by the guidelines. The first area that shows up after the convention, we tell them how much money they're getting from the convention. 
they have one month to figure out how that money is going to be spent. And then after that, it's passed on. And it has caused contention in the past. It has caused people want to hoard it and all that kind of stuff. And we just don't. And we do just fine. Right. If we need big purchases, you know, um, over time, we save our money up. We have a fund that, you know, if we have extra, it goes into, you know, it's a good time to buy laptops for the treasurer, maybe, or, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, but the whole piece is just like what Des was just talking about and more. And there's a lot more in this chapter, in this chapter about um, these things I'm talking about now. But, um, you know, learning about passing money on, learning about passing um, goods on, services on, that kind of stuff. That is just such a huge lesson. Who knew that we were coming into Narcotics Anonymous to learn how to do this stuff, right? The other piece I'll talk about, I, I've know, um, I haven't been involved with translations. I have friends that were intimately involved with translations in India for 20 years, you know, and, um, and, I, and I have personally have some personal issues with the way things are done at NA World Service, but I will, I will, um, donate because of translations. I had a friend that was involved in um, World Service 30 years ago, and um, she tells a lovely story about, um, there was, you know, the big clashes in the Middle East that were going on during that time and continue to still today. And there were people in Los Angeles in these meetings, Israelis and Palestinians trying to figure out how to make the meetings of Narcotics Anonymous safe for everybody. You know, and um, and I mean that just like it still gives me chills, right? And um, and uh, that's what it's all about, and that's what I'll every you know, um, you know, uh, we talk about like you know what can we give back to NA? You know, it I, I can't ever give enough to be um, to be even, right? I mean, I need to take care of my life and those kinds of things, so I don't date directly to my my groups and I buy literature from world service and, you know, and I know that that's where my money's going to go. I just got a, um, something I, I get, um, emails from world service and, um, a new, a uh, new book was just trans translated. I can't remember what country it was in. Somebody here probably remembers, but it's still happening. This isn't stuff that was happening 20 years ago and it stopped now. It is still happening. They're still trying to translate, you know, books to make sure that everybody can, that needs to, can hear the message of Narcotics Anonymous, you know? So um, that's, to me, that's why guidelines are important. You spend the money while you have it, and then you pass it on and you let it go and you have the guidelines and that's what it's for, you know? And uh, instead of debating, you know, we can all get so worried about money and you know how we're gonna you know and just it works out you know and uh, that's what you know almost 40 years of experience and service has taught me so thanks guys wow thank you for that story Donna. that was awesome what you got deron uh i want to um concentrate on the um on the sustainability of taking commitments. <laughs> I was actually having a conversation with the addict. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we were talking about, you know, taking on different service commitments. And, you know, it, it is that we don't think about like, is this sustainable? Like, am I able to do this? I got thrust into being a, um, being a um, secretary of a meeting on a Saturday night. 
I was probably like nine months clean and they're, they're like, throw me in there. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I, I just did what was asked of me. And that's actually, um, <laughs> has actually been, um, sustainable in my life today. And, um, I was thinking about the way my life is today. And, um, like during the weekdays, like my job is so hectic and so busy. I'm just like, oh my goodness. Yes, I am. I, I, I'm just like so busy all the time. So like, I don't, I try not to take a service commitment that takes me out during the week because I never know when I'm going to have to go back to work or, you know, like the past couple of weeks, I haven't been a part of this podcast because I've had to go in at 6 a.m. I leave at 10 or 11 in the morning and I come back at two and I get off at midnight. So like I've been working like a hectic schedule and this has been like my life for the past couple of weeks and it's been super hectic. Now, if I had a service position and okay, so it actually stopped me from going, I'm the GSR for my home group, which this is my last month of doing that. And I wasn't able to go to the business meeting for my home group because I had work. And then I wasn't able to go to area because I didn't have a report and I was so drained from the week that I wasn't able to do my services. And I felt so, so bad that I wasn't able to do these things that I had committed myself to. But I understood that I also needed to take some rest and, and take some, some, take care of myself because I was working so hard. So towards the end of this commitment as GSR, I started to get where I, it wasn't sustainable because you know I'm not able to go all the time. like. This is the first time in, since me getting clean that I haven't been able to make it to my home group in three weeks. And it's literally killing me. Like I'm just not liking the vibe, but God saw fit to give me the two other service positions on a Saturday night that I can make it. So that is sustainable. And, and I have to start thinking about things in that aspect. And that's what that Attic and I, when we were talking about that, like I had to start thinking about, am I able to do these things on a continual basis? What if I get stuck in, in, in this position and nobody else can fill it? Will it, will it be lost or will, you know, will it go unfilled? Will, will I be able to continue to do this uh, maybe a year or two down the line, you know, or like the service position I'm still in as secretary, I'm still secretary after nine months and I'm coming up on three years clean. So <laughs> this is just the, the things that um, I'm glad that we have the literature and, and, and the people in our lives. And like uh, the addict before me share, who thought, who would have thought that I came into Narcotics Anonymous to get responsible and to learn how to do things like this? <laughs> Cause I definitely didn't. I thought that I was just going to like be abstinent from drugs and not use anymore, but I got a whole nother way to live. And I'm grateful for that. With that, I pass. Awesome. Thanks Deron. Hey, Phil. Wow, uh, uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, I heard a lot, lot of good things, and uh, and uh, I, I will be be real quick. But uh, I could, I could not help not to look at um, uh, NA as a global fellowship to fulfill uh, our vision of uh, NA service, and uh, uh, our vision is, is just so awesome. And 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 Blong is something that is worldwide and and globally, and 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 focused around a. Uh, primary purpose that um that uh every addict in, in the world can uh, hear our message in in what language it is and this and that and the other thing i just think that is just so cool you know and um money matters funding matters uh 
I'm one of the members that I, I do love the, love to see things uh, passed on, you know, through the home group, through, through the, the area, through the, the region. And, uh, and then uh, I would even follow it too. You know, uh, I'm just one of the, the members here uh, that like being responsible and, uh, and like seeing reports and, and this and that and, and being involved with service and uh, on all kinds of levels, just, just to see things, you know, and, and uh, it keeps me accountable and, and just to, to know things. And, uh, and it's a feel good feeling too, which does give me that uh, enthusiasm of, of, okay, you know, this thing is, is, is working. And uh, I, 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 can, I can see it uh, uh, working because it's definitely work, working for me. And then last but, but not, not least, I like how it ended. Uh, uh, trust uh, in this process and in our higher power helps us to sort out what we want, what we need, and what we can afford. That's all I have. Thanks, Phil. And if that's all the comments on that, um, I have Chrissy up next. Hey, I'll edit call Chrissy D. Uh, our message is free, but carrying it is not. Money is a necessity to keep many of our services operating. And the money that comes in through the basket is not always is not always sufficient to cover those costs. Much of what we accomplish in service is funded by income from events, merchandise, literature sales, and so on. This has been the subject of debate and contention at times, but the fact remains. The portion of our income that comes directly from member contributions does not pay for all that we do in any service. Our practice of this tradition is not, serve, is not served by lecturing one another about our inadequate contributions. As a fellowship, we are, we are often more willing to participate in fundraisers than to contribute directly. The responsibility rests with each of us to determine what balance of fund flow we consider acceptable and to work toward that balance by stepping up in whatever way seems right to us. However, we do want to make sure that our efforts do not lead us to actively solicit money from those who are not members. For example, we may sell refreshments in an NA event, but we, do not have to, we, but we don't have a bake sale at a shopping center. If our events begin to take on greater sense of importance than supporting our groups or reaching addicts in our community, we might want to look at our priorities. We want to ask ourselves whether money is diverting us, whether it's contributing to our unity or our division, and whether we are losing our sense of purpose. Goodwill and enthusiasm are attractive, and when we can see our contributions in action, we want to give. So yeah, that was a lot too, and uh, I guess with um, being in service and being in that activities position is when I like learned a lot of it because like, you know, like I said, we, uh, we got a balance to throw on the, the events, right? And I'll, I'll, that's where the contention come in because a lot of people, we all have our opinions and people was like, well, you're not bringing in as, you're bringing in less than you're putting out this, that, and the other. And um, it was hard, it was hard to navigate those uh, conversations. And, you know, but basically like we come down to like, as long as that one addict got the message at that event, did it matter at that point if we was bringing in more money than we was putting out? You know, and I know sometimes that, you know, everybody's like, that's crazy way because, you know, you need money to do these things. I was like, yeah, but when I got here, I didn't have money and y'all still managed to do these things. And um, 
so like that was the contention and uh so like okay so if y'all are thinking that we're putting out more money than we're bringing in well why don't we change how we put out put out our money like like I talked about the coolers, change the cooler, change, change from soda to coolers, change from instead of buying a DJ all the time, get speakers and be your own DJ. You know, it's just those little things that we changed in order to uh, to make the money more efficient, you know, and it taught in talking about like and like we would do things like if if we knew a home group was struggling uh, to, and like stuff like that, other home groups would go to that home group and buy literature from them. Or they would visit those home groups and, and to help them out. Like we never let each other fall. And um, we always helped. And like these are the things that I've learned. And like um, the really part that really really stuck out is our practice of this tradition is not served by lecturing one another about our inadequate contributions. I'm grateful that when I got here and I didn't have nothing, that nobody made me feel bad because I couldn't put a dollar in the basket. They told me pick up a broom. They told me to wipe a table down. They told me to put a chair up. And I learned that those are contributions too. And I was like, but th that doesn't pay the bills and that doesn't do this and that and the other. And they was like, it's okay. They was like, one day you'll get there. One day you'll get to put a dollar in the basket. Hell, you might even get to put $2 in the basket. But for now, you know, just, 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 just do the cleaning. We'll take care of this part. You take care of this part because that way we don't have to take care of that part because you're taking care of that. And we'll take care of your part over here. And it was a really crazy way to think about it, but it worked, you know? So I spent a lot of time in the beginning because I mean, I was living in a car in Walmart's parking lot. I, I, you know, I didn't have nothing. So pushing a broom didn't seem like much of nothing, but today I know that it was a lot of something. So, um, but I think I, I think I summed it up for what I saw in it. I think I chopped it up too. So that's what I got. Thanks, Chrissy. Eric, do you have your hand up? Anybody else have any further comments? I, uh, I'll jump in. We'll add it. Um, so it referenced in here, um, participating in fundraisers. We are often more willing to participate in fundraisers than contribute directly. I like a good time. You know, I, I can relate to that. Uh, I, I always put money in the basket. If my home group needs something, I'm always willing to chip in extra too. But as a lot of couple people on here know, like I, um, I collect and I chase NA literature. I go to every used bookstore I will ever see. I go everywhere I can go and I have a trunk full. And if somebody does need help or something like that, I'm more opt to buy literature because a lot of the meetings buy us too. They say, if you can't afford a basic texture, if you can't afford this, please stay after the meeting and we can help you out. And then that's an opportunity for me to go up front and be like, listen, I got, I got six or seven of those in my trunk. You can have one for free. That way the group doesn't have to donate a book to somebody, you know? Um, and, uh, when I go to an event, like I usually have a set aside of money. Like I know why the event's there. I know they're trying to raise money for this purpose or that purpose. Like I usually, I know how much money I'm going to spend before I get there. It doesn't really matter what they have going on. If I got to spend $50 on cookies, then I'm getting a lot of cookies. You know, if they got a 50, 50, then maybe it's something else. But like, I, I already know I'm going to put like some money out for, especially for, for something I believe in. Um, so I don't know if it's backwards to want to contribute at events or functions more, but I get excited for them, especially when it's going the right way. It's, it's not just there to be grandiose or, or throw money around, but um, for the ability to go out and have a spaghetti dinner and play bingo with, uh, you know, a bunch of people that um, the meetings are really important, you know, the home groups, but it's a meeting. The socializing events are really important as well um, because we learn how to interact with each other. 
Um, so I, I, and I didn't used to go to them ever. I'm going to say I probably had six, seven years before I went to, a um, like a, a social NA event. Um, because just the way my work schedule is, I'm in retail, like I weekends off is like non-existent. That's not real. Um, and most of these things happen on weekends. <laughs> and then I fell into a role at work now where I have weekends off. And I was, I was, you know, last couple of years, I've been able to go to these camp outs and, and go to these bingo games and go to these things that, uh, you know, Halloween celebrations and movie nights and things that I've never been a part of before. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm always willing to go to something like that and support where I can. Does anybody else have anything? All right. If not, thanks for joining us for episode 63. Please come back next week for episode 64, where we will still be on Tradition 7. Thank you much. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.